Flexmuscle.com brings you Quantum Physiques, building strength and power for your mind, your body, and your spirit. Alternative medicine, muscle growth, mode enhancement, motivation, putting your mind at ease, harnessing your maximum potential. Quantum Physiques, here's your host, Brian Cunningham. And welcome back to another episode of Quantum Physiques here on RxMuscle.com. I'm your host, Brian Cunningham, where we strive to build strength and power for mind, body, and spirit. As you who tuned in last week know, we had a great guest on, somebody who really embodies what most of us are striving for, which is to be healthy, to look healthy, and to feel healthy, and also to carry that for a long life. And this guy has already done a lot of that, actually, living to um, so far. As far as I remember, uh, 82 years old. And I want to welcome back Dr. Fred Bishy. Fred, are you on the air there to join us? I sure am, Brian. I'm just Great. Thanks. Good. Thanks for having me back. I appreciate it. Uh, it's great fun. to have you back. I think that the show last week just began to really get going, and there was so much more I wanted to get into with you um, because you know you just have a very balanced approach, and you really do embody uh, the whole integrative approach of mind, body, and spirit. And uh, Fred, you know, one thing you and I talked about off the air, well, one of several things I want to touch upon actually was something that is really near and dear to my heart, which I really try to communicate to the listeners, is the idea of making a shift. You know, the whole name of the show is Quantum Physics. It's a play on the, the word quantum physics, of course, which right. is really the, the new age metaphysical or integrative way of looking at, um, I guess, the mind-body relationship. And you shared with me that you had quite an experience when you did fat, a fast, I believe, actually. And as you know, um, people these days fast to lose weight. But in the old days, back when Christ and the Buddha were, around fasting was done more of, of, as a spiritual practice and so maybe you could pick it up there with telling telling our listeners your experience with when you fasted well Brian you have to remember I'm a, uh, a child of the depression you know what I'm saying so there were periods during the depression when going without food for a, uh, a day or so wasn't a big deal there were days and we ate you know we'd skip a day or two because we didn't have the food so when I first started getting interested in health, remember I, I originally started from a position that my brothers were all athletes. So when I was 16, as I told you, I was a 200 pound um, athlete and I was um, you know, a competitive weightlifter, Olympic lifter, and I won the United States Navy uh, heavyweight weightlifting champion. So I was heavy into very, very heavy training. So I know what people are looking for. And I know there's a lot of guys out there that, you know, they want to have f fabulous physiques. I'm all for that. You know, everybody has to make their choices. And there's certain parameters in order to be healthy and live a long time that we have to live with within. Now, if somebody chooses to be a vegetarian, they might not be choosing to have a massive physique. If some guy chooses to have a massive physique, he's going to have to adjust the parameters into healthy parameters so he can have, you know, a great physique. I'm not saying he's going to have 23-inch arms and, you know, 34-inch thighs because that's not healthy. No matter how you look at it, no matter how you twist and turn, no matter how you rationalize it, it just is not healthy. So what I did many, many years ago, there was so much, uh, such a mixed bag of tricks of information out there that, uh, and I was a clinically trained guy, and a lot of it, you know, what that information was then and what it is now, it wasn't true. So what I decided to do was to experience just about everything I possibly could do. And so I was very interested in spirituality. And, uh, you know, I had read the Quran, I studied the Bible, I studied Buddhism, 
you know, I went to Catholic school. I wanted to try to find where my where I fit in the spiritual realm. So what I did, I decided to. Um, it said in seventy two places in the Bible to fast and pray. To you know, if you really wanted to find um, your spiritual connection, so I decided to do that, and that was also a very uh, big part of my original healthy journey. Because I was, I did some studying with natural hygiene and fasting was a very, a very big part of that. And it's, it's in the right hands, it's a very therapeutic tool. In the wrong hands, it could be an absolute disaster. Sure. So I, what I decided to do is I decided to do some long-term fasting over a period of years. And what I did the first few times, I fa- I did some short fast. Then I did a couple 15-day fast. Then I decided to. Monitor, monitor my vital signs, monitor everything, and do some um, long-term fasting. Well, I did a 40-day fast and a 44-day water fast. My body weight went down to 110 pounds, and everybody thought I was out of my mind, and maybe some of the listeners will, will probably will agree with them, <laughs> but it was probably one of the most enlightening experiences I ever had because when I went down that thin... My ego went out the window because you look so bad, you can't have an ego and continue to do what you're doing. Plus, I knew what I was doing. I knew what the risk was, and I understood what I was doing scientifically. Well, it was the most, it changed my life. It was the most amazing experience um, a person could ever have. Now, I'm not encouraging anybody to try anything like this unless they know what they're doing or going to a fasting retreat. But on the 38th day of that fast, I had the most amazing experience a person could ever have. And my life has never been the same since. That sent me on a journey, a spiritual journey and a physical journey to find out the truth about all these things. And that's what I've been doing for now for over 50 years. I'm not a dogmatic guy. I don't think everybody should be doing the same thing. I think emotionally, psychologically, we all have certain limitations. There are a lot of people that have fears and anxieties. There are people that don't have fears and anxieties that are willing to uh, push themselves to the limits, you know, just like Navy SEALs do. You're an ordinary guy, not everybody can become a Navy SEAL. Some of the biggest muscular guys that try out to be the Navy SEALs, they're the first guys that fail because they don't have that mental makeup, the mental tenacity, the discipline to be able to push themselves beyond human limits, being able to, to understand how to go beyond human, human limits is the key to understanding a lot of things and not a lot of people are willing to go there. So my, my journey with um, um, spirituality is probably be, is, you know, very unusual, maybe very unique, but for me, it was a, it's an amazing thing and it's still part of my life today as I told you. Um, the food part of my life is not really the most important important part of my life right now. It's my spiritual life that's the most important part of my life. And it's not something that's difficult. It's not something that, you know, you have to be uh, down on your knees, uh, you, know, 20, you know, 12 hours a day, or you have to be chanting or doing things like that. It's how you live your life, how you become empowered to live your life where you have dominion over your the circumstances in your life. I don't know if um, you know if we're going beyond what the listeners want to hear or not, but you know, he answered. He asked me a question. I want to answer the question honestly. No, that's fine, Fred. That's fine. I mean, there's a lot of different areas here that can benefit the listeners. Number one, um, you know, 
I've done a seven-day fast, and I can tell you it was very difficult. Actually, Fred, I called you, I think, after the fast because I had to quit. Um, I wanted to go longer. I had to quit because of the uh, the pain in my extremities, and you were the one that told me that was the release of carbonic acid. So you really did help me a lot to understand what I was going through because seven days uh, on water was definitely very arduous for me. But even for the listener, Fred, if they can't maybe do that, there's a lot of people now realizing the benefits of what's called intermittent fasting, or IF, where even if you go for 12 to 16, 16 hours, there are studies showing that you get upregulation of these protective um, mechanisms in the body, basically, right? So, for example, Absolutely. The, the, the slogan, you know, earn your right, breakfast. The, un- the unbelievable thing, you know what, you know what really, um, you know what really imp- increases when you're on a fast, even an intermittent fast, even like a, a 12, 15 hour, 24, 36 hour fast, Probably your growth, growth hormones. hormones. Yeah, right? of course. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You know that. A lot of people, they think they don't understand that. You know, there are a lot of cases when people can't gain weight and they're pumping themselves full of protein drinks and they still can't wait, gain weight. What happens, they go away to a fasting retreat, go on a fast. Then when they go back to their normal eating, guess what happens? They gain a lot of weight. Oh yeah, sure, sure. You know so, yeah, that, so the, right? the, oh yeah, the the idea of quote unquote earning your breakfast, and that's why I'm a big fan of doing like cardio in the morning because I think our our paleo ancestors probably had to get up in the morning and actually often go out and hunt before they could eat. So there was always some type of intense activity on uh, with no food before you actually got the reward of having your breakfast, like a, a killer or some berries, or whatever you want to call that. So you know, on a physical level, I think that it's a really good point to incorporate some type of again of shifting uh, your caloric intake throughout the day and not be gorging every two hours because as even the guy who owns the website, Dave Palumbo, will tell you, eating every two hours is extremely unhealthy, you know? And right. so that's a great point, Fred. But, you know, on but a spiritual know, Brian, level... Can I, can, I, can I interrupt you for just a moment? What you said for about, you know, Paleolithic man, hunter-gatherers, it, it was so important that they be able to move. Not only did they have to go out and pursue and hunt and gather their food, if they weren't able to move, somebody was going to have them for lunch. They were going to be somebody else's meal. Sure. So being being able to move around and same thing into this very in this day and age, exercise is it you know moving around some form of exercise and that definitely includes resistance exercise. Resistance exercise working out with the weights done correctly actually slows down the aging process. Done incorrectly actually accelerates the aging process because of what it does to your joints and the damage it does. To your, what the effect it has on your body on a cellular level. So I'm in agreement with you, you know, what you just said 100%. Yeah, no, that's great. And, you know, Fred, another thing, uh, just so you know, this audience is steeped. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the term Satori, but I use that quite a lot. We actually did a whole show on Satori, which is basically um, a Zen Buddhist word for uh, a momentary or flash of enlightenment. And, you know, I'm encouraging everybody to realize that actually it's much easier than you think to have these experiences. We actually often have them throughout the day without even realizing it, actually, because our minds go quiet for a second and then we tune into that what I call flash of, of enlightenment or, or the satori but then we go back into uh, thinking mind and we don't even register the fact that we were there so you know I've been encouraging everybody to get out Fred and do things like walking meditation maybe even walking meditation with no food because believe it or not when you're fasting it does make it easier it's one less thing to hold on to in this world that makes shifting into the next world actually easier believe it or not so I'm a big fan of, of um, some type of, of intermittent fasting Fred for everybody you know, it all like what you said. When you're on that seven-day fast, um, a lot of people don't realize 
how uncomfortable it can really be. I mean, some people, when they first try this and they're not doing it at a fasting retreat or they don't have guidance, they actually think that they could, you know, it could kill them. It's, it's so painful. But once it's understood and, you know, you're getting the proper guidance, it can be pretty miraculous in turning around, you know, some of the, the problems that we really have just to unburden the body of all this endogenous um, gunk or sludge that's in our body on a cellular level so the body could start to breathe again. The respiratory enzymes, which is one of the 3,000 metabolic enzymes, are the key to life. That's part of the problem people have cancer. They don't realize that the respiratory enzymes are not working and then a cancer cell thrives on fermentative, non-oxidative respiration. In other words, it's not getting oxygen. Then it tries to, starts to thrive on sugar and ferments. And then what happens, when that happens, and you don't know what to do, it's like feeding a tiger raw meat and expect the tiger to get weaker. It's not going to happen. So I didn't realize that your show was, that you were, you know, you had such an enlightening show here. I didn't realize it. Now to I'm hearing you say what you're saying, and I hope um, your listeners are paying attention to what you're saying here, because those enlightened moments, that's one of the reasons why people meditate and fast, because what happens when you clean your body up on a cellular level, you develop a super consciousness. Those enlightened moments come part of almost of your normal thinking. What do you yeah, want to call it? Intui intuition or clarity of mind? Why do people, some of these geniuses, why do we only use 12 to 15% of our brain? Where's the rest of it? How come Marilyn Vosavant, a genius, and some of these geniuses like that young Korean fellow, they, fellow that they can use 20% of their brain? What is it? Is it genetic expression? Yeah, I think that has something to do with it. Is it the way they're, they're operating on a cellular level? It's got something to do with the way their genes express, the way they just happen to be born into that type of situation? I would say so, but we have the opportunity for people to have an open mind and are willing to open their eyes and look at the truth rather than to rationalize, you know, them being where they are and staying there. You, sure. you, said, you said some very profound things there. I mean, I, I'm very happy to hear you say some of these things. Well, I'm just I'm just trying to get my buddy Jeff, the producer, to meditate. So uh, I got my hands full, you know. If <laughs> I get the rest of the crowd, well, Jeff's a good guy. He'll he'll take a look at it. You know, the best thing to do is try it. If it don't work for you, then discard it. That's all. Well, he's at least asking me for the movies and the books, so he's taking he's taking a baby step. <laughs> all right. Let's shift gears over here now, you know, because a couple of things I wanted to mention. Um, we got somebody giving us some feedback on last week's show, actually, and he's like. You know, basically, I went into andropause at 50 years old. I've been on HRT for the last 20 years now. I'm 71. I got some arthritis. I got some mild high blood pressure. I got some gout if I ate too much protein. I had two bouts of melanoma. He's like, but damn, I tell you, I'd rather die muscular, as an example, than, than be a skinny guy walking around playing golf, basically. So, you know, I wrote back to him and said, look, you know, I respect your opinion, but I, I bet you if I had Fred to uh, opine on this, he would say that there's something going on here with your lifestyle that's causing you to get sick because arthritis, mild high blood pressure and gout and two bouts of melanoma are definitely indicative of something that is not, you know, I would say not healthy in a sense. So yeah. how do you, how would you, um, you know, coach somebody who says, well, you know, I, I'm not afraid. I, I don't want to give up the being muscular as an example of being buff. Um, but yet, you know, at the same time, I also, you know, want to have some longevity. I mean, is there, a, 
Do you have any, anything to add to well, that? Wisdom to share? Yeah, no, I, I absolutely, I can understand the guy's position. I, I respect his, uh, his position. If he's 71 years old, and, uh, you know, uh, it all depends on, you know, what his, um, what his priorities are. If his priorities are, you know, to I don't know what he's built like. I, I have no idea if his priorities to maintain what he has, the type of physique he has. That means the other circumstances are not going to change either. So if he's got high blood pressure, he's had two bouts with melanoma. Melanoma is not something you take lightly. If it's on the surface of your body, it's one thing. If it becomes systemic, it's one of the most serious forms of cancer you could have. Yeah, so, that is serious. Uh, I mean, if this gentleman is willing to flip a coin and take that kind of a chance, I respect that. I had a guy tell me once that was, uh, I mean, this guy was built like Steve Reeves. And he, said, he told me, he says, listen, he said the same thing that this gentleman said. He said, before I become thin, and what he meant by becoming thin was going down to 200 pounds at six foot three. That's what he meant by becoming thin. He said, before I yeah. become thin, he says, I'd rather die. He said, that's, that wouldn't be for me. And we were friends. I respected him. We respected each other because we used to train together years ago. And he was at, he was kind of referring to me because I had lost a lot of weight when I when I uh, you know I switched my diet to this type of a diet. So what happened? He says I'd rather die than do that. Well, lo and behold, about 20 years later, he called me up on the phone, and he had a big change of heart because he had serious cancer, and yeah. the whole boy everything went out the window. The whole when he became face to face faith face to face with actually dying, he changed. Well, to make a long story short, that guy's alive and well today, and he's on the thin side. He's not skinny. He's on the thin side, but he's a, he's a tremendously healthy guy. He has no high blood pressure. He has no his, his cholesterol is not, his lipid profile is normal, and the big thing is he has no cancer. So That's great. I can re, I can respect this man's choice, but if he has high blood pressure, he has these whatever he has going on in his life. Uh, if he wants to get rid of these things and give himself a better chance at uh, living a long, long life, he has to take a look at his lifestyle. Now, I'm not yeah. saying he's got to become a skinny guy. See, a lot of people don't realize this. You can eat a real healthy diet and have a fabulous physique. There's plenty of guys out there that have fabulous physiques in, at an advanced stage. I mean, talking about 70 and 80. And, yeah. okay, they're not skinny, but they're not Herculean. They're not built like mastodons. They yeah. don't have 20-inch arms. So, that's the, you have certain parameters that you can get within where you can make certain choices. If you want to be a Tibetan monk, that's one thing. If you want to be a well-built athlete, uh, you know, and living like a, a normal, healthy lifestyle and have your, your, your blood profile be in a normal range, that's another thing. There's certain adjustments you have to make. But it isn't all or nothing. That's, the, you know, that's what people have to realize. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it's a great point, actually. Quantum Physiques, building strength and power for your mind, body, and spirit. Visit ExtremeFitNutrition.com, the newest and hottest supplement super site. We carry all the major brands, including Species, MHP, BPI, BSN, Optimal Nutrition, Gaspari, and many more. Low on cash? No problem. ExtremeFitNutrition.com offers competitive prices that our competitors can't beat. Now you can supplement your diet without having to supplement your bank account. Here's some of our specials. Buy $100 worth of Species products or Metabolic Nutrition and get a free t-shirt and bag. Buy two 
$200 worth of BSN products and receive a BSN t-shirt and shaker bottle. Check out ExtremeFitNutrition.com for more great deals. Visit us at the 2011 Olympia Expo. Stop by booth number 322 and meet IFBB pros Bethany Wagner, Guy Cisternino, Tiana Gonzalez, and Gina Trociano. Remember, there's only one extreme. Visit ExtremeFitNutrition.com now. Here is a powerful new line of nutraceutical products that prepare, optimize, and repair your body to get the best results before, during, and after your workout. Gear utilizes the latest advances in food science and the purest form of raw ingredients to ensure that you are getting the safest and most effective physical results possible. If you're looking to take your physical performance to the next level, Gear is the answer to obtain and sustain those results. It's time to experience the difference with Gear. This is IFBB Pro Michael Libertori from Team Gear. Come see me in the full line of gear products at our official launch taking place at the MPC Nationals in South Beach, Miami, November 18th, 2011. See you there. Are you tired all day, not making the gains you like? Are you taking a long time to recuperate from your workouts? Then you may be suffering from sleep apnea and not even know it. Sleep apnea affects over 68% of athletes and it may be interfering with your performance. WinningEdgeSleep.com was developed by IFBB pro athlete Dr. Derling Castro to help athletes find out if they have this problem and how to fix it. WinningEdgeSleep.com because sleep is the most anabolic agent there is. WinningEdgeSleep.com Visit them today. Hydrolyze Ultra, the leader in cellular hydration water. Hydrolyze Ultra water has been designed by shrinking and reshaping molecules to allow a faster and more sustained delivery into your cells. Our cellular water has gone through a magnetism and laser treatment process, along with adding electrolytes to our special ingredients. This allows all nutrients to be absorbed at a maximum cellular state. By using Hydrolyze Ultra, all nutrients, supplements, and carbohydrates you consume will be absorbed at a greater rate. Lactic acid gets flushed faster, and you'll feel fully hydrated. Get the advantage that top athletes have achieved. Try Hydrolyze Ultra today. Visit HydrolyzeUltra.com. That's HydrolyzeUltra.com. P28 High Protein Bread is the official bread of RX Muscle. Are you looking to incorporate more protein into your meals or just want to enjoy bread again? Then look no further. Try the 100% natural P28 High Protein Bread. P28 High Protein Bread is a formulated revolutionary breakthrough product. Packed with whey protein isolate, 14 grams of protein per slice, 12 grams of carbs, 8 essential amino acids, and made with 100% whole wheat. Fear bread no more. Build a better body with P28. Order today at HighProteinBread.com. P28 is also now available at Bodybuilding.com and many other retailers. Order now. HighProteinBread.com. P28 Bread. RX Muscle approved. RxMuscle.com. Now you have a place to turn when you want the truth on bodybuilding, diet, and exercise, up to the minute news, and more. Visit the RxMuscle.com forums featuring celebrity Q and A's with IFBB professional athletes, top amateurs, and the brightest minds in the industry. Listen to our weekly radio shows, including Heavy Muscle Radio, Muscle Girls Inc., After Hours, and more. Contest coverage, videos, even our own social networking site, Rx Muscle Place. Visit RxMuscle.com. And welcome back to Quantum Physiques, where we strive to build strength and power for mind, body, and spirit. 
You know, Fred, you made some recommendations to me off the air last week that were really interesting because another friend of mine who's in his 70s and, like you, looks phenomenal, actually, Don Heidi. Don, just so you know, Don was one of the first exhibitors at the Arnold Classic. Back when Arnold Schwarzenegger began the Arnold Classic in Ohio, um, he got five vendors and he picked Don to be one of the first vendors. So Don actually knew Arnold back then personally. The guy's been, obviously, he's been around for a long time. He's in his 70s. And he recommended a couple of things you recommended, too. So I wanted you to kind of maybe give me some of uh, us a little more insight on this he's a big fan of himalayan salts which you recommended right. he's a big fan of probiotics which you recommended right. also and he's also a big fan of, of really high quality enzymes um and then last but not least which i want to see you opine on also he's a big fan of getting healthy clean water so maybe you could pick it up with the last one first and give me your opinion or your insight into the whole water controversy i mean i know number one that chloride and fluoride are definitely dangerous halogenic compounds and that you're better off getting them out of your water. But maybe you can comment on that. And then you also go into the whole controversy over pH and is pH a relevant issue or not? Well, you know, the big thing now with the alkaline water, there's such a controversy over the alkaline water because a lot of people think the people that are marketing alkaline water uh, are, are saying that it's going to change the pH in your stomach. It's not going to do that. Some people claim it does. It's not going to do that at all. The only thing about the alkaline water, it's going to enable, because of the way the molecular makeup, it's going to enable the water to uh, have easy access on a cellular level. That's all it's going to do. So it's going to make you more alkaline. We have to remember that water is a solvent and a transport medium. That's the key purpose it serves in the human body. Like when you're eating a diet that's higher in protein, what would be your logical answer? You know, to drink you know, to have more water because it's a solvent and a transport medium. So yeah. water, you, the, the whole key, there's a big controversy about distilled water, about spring water, about you know, using a water with a filter, any kind of water. The key is to make sure that your water is clean. It doesn't have any of these chemicals in there that, that most of the, the waters have now to get rid of the, uh, the parasites, the bacteria, all those type of things. Sure. Everybody should be drinking some kind of a clean water. And just because the water is bottled, it doesn't mean that the water has met any kind of... Uh, standards, uh, sure. Standards, right. That's the whole problem. So it's our responsibility to make sure that we're drinking clean water. I'm, I'm ve that's a very, very big thing with me. I'm, it I is. make sure that, yeah, we're drinking clean water. Then, okay. I, listen, I agree with everything this guy said. Enzymes, they are so important. A lot of people eating, especially some of the people into the raw food diet, they think eating uh, raw foods that you're getting the enzymes. Come enzymes, yeah. yeah. You're not getting enough, Brian. They no are kidding. the key. Anybody that tries them, listen, I just had a case where a woman, 83-year-old woman, in pain, tried everything, had all kinds of problems. They were ready to put her on hospice care. She, her pain was really from gas. Unbelievable. And the gas, the way when gas backs up into your system, it's going to cause you to have pain. Two simple remedies for her helped her immediately was to take a bicarbonate of, uh, soda and water before she went to bed and to take enzymes. Guess what happened in a week? No pain. That's great. So the enzymes, anybody that works out with weights should be taking systemic enzymes on an empty stomach. Anybody. Now, people are going to say, oh, yeah, he says that because he's selling them. Well, okay. Don't buy them from me then. Buy from somebody else, but make sure you're getting a good brand. I stand behind everything that, that we sell. We turn down so many products because 
It's just, we know they're not good. And a lot of them I try on myself, believe it or not. So the key is the enzymes, the probiotics. Probiotics are extremely important. And the the, uh, Himalayan sea salt, you know, done correctly with the right person, it turns into an acid and then to a bicarbonate. So a lot of people are totally against salt. Of course, sodium chloride is not good for us. But some people, when they start... You put in a little bit of the Himalayan sea salt and water, start using it on their food, and then start drinking a lot of water. They see it. They see a difference. They become more energized. And then along, when they do that along with the, uh, with the um, probiotics, they see a change in a matter yeah. of days. Wow. So with that, just- listen, what that guy said, I'm, agree- I'm in 100% agreement with everything he said. Remember, you can go, nothing is a panacea. You can go over the top with anything. You can abuse anything. I mean, if you yeah. drank, if you sat down and drank a gallon of half of water all at once, you know you could pass out. They call that water intoxicosis. I saw a guy do that. He was in a hospital. He was so nervous. He drank a lot of water. He passed out. It was from the water. <laughs> so you can abuse anything. No, you can, definitely. You know, Fred, just a quick question about the probiotics now. As far as I understand, um, you have flora in your gut. So why do you got to keep replacing them? Because, I mean, like, for example, myself, I'm, I, I have regular bowel movements. I've, I hardly ever have gas. I believe my digestion is pretty good for the most part. Am I still a candidate for supplementing with, uh, with the probiotics? Well, I mean, what I see, I, I know how you train. Remember, the way you train... You're a very dedicated, hard trainer. So when you do that, Not you're exhausted. <laughs> huh? I'm just kidding. No, I go up and down. I'm just joking. Go ahead. Okay, people that train very, very hard have an accelerated metabolism. So if you stop training for two weeks, then you would find out how much gas there really would be in your system. If you didn't train for two weeks and didn't do nothing and saw how you feel, then you would know, you know what's really going on in your system. You're right okay. about the intestinal flora, though. The intestinal flora. We have any place from four to seven, eight pounds of intestinal flora, which are trillions of positive bacteria. They are like the policemen in your system. When you go to a gym and you want a good personal trainer, which I know you are, you, what you have to do, you get a guy that knows, understands that, that core training, that the, the trunk muscles, the core training is the most important important part of training. When you go to a guy that know, or a woman that knows what they're doing nutrition, they start with the gut because all, all our problems, most of them begin in the gut. That's the problem. So what do we start with is probiotics. What do the probiotics do? The probiotic, good probiotics, what they do is they re- replace the intestinal flora, which a lot of people don't, don't have enough of. If you have enough intestinal flora, you will not get candida. You will not have a yeast infection. You will have very little, if any, gas at all. You will have three bowel movements a day or one bowel movement a day for each meal that you eat. Your stool will have very little odor. It'll take you about 30 seconds to move your bowels. You won't be sitting on a, on a john grunting and groaning and moaning and, get, and having the veins in your neck popping out as if you were bench pressing 400 pounds. Yeah. So the human body, to understand how the body works, it's basically very, very simple. What we, what you put in your mouth today should be coming out of you tomorrow, not three days later. That's why a plant-based diet, whether you want to eat plenty of protein, which is all right, if you're eating a plant-based diet, it, the key is that is to move that stuff through you. 
We have about 29 feet of intestines. The small intestines is where our problems are. It's not in the large intestines. When, you're, when that stuff is not moving through you fast enough, through all those folds in the ileum, that's where we have a problem. That's where we have the fermentation. That's where we have the gases. And some of them gases have even methane. That's why you heard, of, you know what people can do with methane. You heard about people passing gas and igniting them, oh, right? Oh, yeah, of course. They blow okay, themselves up. You're not supposed to have that much methane in your system. So what happens when you're eating a plant-based diet and then you're eating, the, the, the amount of protein a person's eating is regulated. It's very important they understand the relationship to a plant-based diet because it moves everything through you quickly. You don't want that laying around in your small intestine. That's where the problems are. Yeah. So if you're incorporating it with a plant-based diet, then the food that comes out of you today, it isn't going to be the food that you consumed three days ago, even though you're moving your bowels every day. So you could be moving your bowels every day, and it's what you ate three days ago, not what you ate yesterday. Sure. So if you drink, remember, if water's a solvent in the transport medium, that's important. It dissolves, right, and transports everything that a lot of the stuff is trying to come out of your system. It lubricates some of this um, endogenous material and fecal material, fecal material that isn't soft enough to move through you fast enough. So then when you're getting enough fiber, right, you're getting enough fiber, you're getting enough water, then everything moves through you very fast. It goes through you like a rotor rooter, like a broom. It sweeps everything with it. Don't forget, we have trillions of pathogenic bacteria existing in our digestive system. And the intestinal flora, they're like the good guys in the bad neighborhood. They're like being on your computer screen and the flora is zapping the bad guys. Boom, 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 it's zapping them. But if you don't have enough flora and you're not, everything's not moving through you fast enough, you're going to begin to swell is what it boils down to. You're going to begin sure. to clog up on a cellular level. The gases on intercellular level are going to start to exert a pressure and cause inflammation. Remember, the, the, the whole key is a cell, every cell in your body is a replica of you. It takes in nourishment and it gives off waste. Every cell. Trillions is how many cells? 100 trillion, 200 trillion? I, I, haven't, I haven't counted them lately. I don't know. <laughs> but they have to. they have to be, you know, getting the nourishment and giving off that gas. It's extremely, extremely important. It's just like you. You got to be nourished and you got to give off your waste. What you give off through your lungs, through your urine, through your fecal material, you got to get rid of that, you know, you got you to break that, that, that ammonia down from the proteins. Sure. Down to urea. If you're not doing that, you got a problem. If you're yeah. getting too much of that in the food, you got a problem because your body might not be able to eliminate it. Anybody that has liver disease, once their ammonia levels start to climb, they're in trouble. Their memory starts to go, they have all kinds of problems. So a lot of it, a lot of the problems we have is not understanding getting rid of the waste, what it means to exercise, continuous exercise on a daily basis, and there's many different ways to do that. Some people like yoga. Some people like, you know, powerlifting, weightlifting. Or some people like running, sprinting, you know, interval training or pace training. Many, you know, Pilates. You name it. They're all, they're, they're all you know, they're all beneficial. Sex. And then, <laughs> then detox is also important. 
It all fits together. Once you see the complete picture, then you don't have to. You, you can make a choice. You can have. You can be fairly heavily developed, or you could be lean like Mahatma Gandhi if you want to. Eh? You know, and be healthy. Sure. It all, all depends sure. on what your choices are. Yeah, no, definitely. You know, Fred, I had another listener uh, uh, comment on Facebook. And by the way, if anybody wants to uh, support us and be a fan, you can always like our page on Facebook, Quantum Physiques page. And uh, he wrote in, Fred, just quickly, that he goes, Brian, I have suffered from uh, irritable bowel or colitis for many, many years. I've given up eating every type of, of known allergenic food possible, yet I still have it. And do you have any recommendations? And I wrote back to him saying, look, I would definitely do a, you know, a bout of uh, probiotics, uh, you know, a high intensity bout of probiotics, I guess, Fred. Do you have anything else? Maybe get food tested. Maybe he also has some allergies still that are undiagnosed to food or something. How, f how far this guy wants to go to get better? I mean, you could go the way to a fasting retreat, to a fasting retreat, he probably would come back healed. Then you could go on. Probiotics, like you said, is critically important with systemic enzymes, you know, stress, you got to be able to deal with the stress in your life. That's where to be spiritually grounded. A lot of people that have Crohn's disease, they're under constant stress. They have, yeah. some of them have anxiety. That has a lot to do with it. But um, it, it definitely is healable in most cases. I haven't seen too many cases of uh, colitis and Crohn's disease that have that weren't healed. Doesn't always happen overnight in, in uh, uh, a lot of cases. But I've seen some cases where people were able to use the, uh, the advanced treatment with the probiotics and uh, going on periodic juice uh, um, fast and understanding in the beginning if it's very severe, they can't eat a lot of vegetables because the cellulose will actually irritate it. And they have sure. to understand the healing process. When they go through the healing process is when they'll see the mucus coming out of them. They might continue to see some blood. Of course, they need guidance. You know what I mean? I'm not, you know, I'm not a medical doctor. I don't, I'm not giving medical advice here. I'm just... Uh, giving the uh, telling what my experience has been, seen loads of people with colitis, and I would say um, most all of them that followed the program and were consistent and hung in there and weren't limited by some rationalization. See, what happens when a lot of people have colitis, uh, they have a lot of bowel movements, so they're afraid to lose any more weight from the proper diet, and that's where they make a big mistake, you know. That's part of the problem here. A lot of people are hung up on. Um, not letting the body heal itself because initially they suffer some weight loss and that is one of the big reasons why people fail in a lot of cases. Sure, no, that makes sense. You know, Fred, one more thing you recommended that you and I were talking about with Jeff off the air last week was, uh, you know, Jeff and I both are very busy. It's very hard to kind of make time to prepare our meals. So I've been advocating to our listeners to do smoothies. Again, uh, raw food smoothies, coconut oil, raw eggs, coconut milk or almond milk, um, you know, maybe something like uh, some sprouts. I, I We're big fans of ginger and uh, and curcumin, which has got turmeric, of course, in it as well. Um, you know, I had kale to mine and cucumber, and you said that was a great idea. So I think you do appreciate the fact that, you know, for the busy on-the-go professional, you, there's no excuse not to eat healthy enzyme-rich food still, right? Absolutely. Listen, I told you, 40 years ago, a guy by the name of Dr. Christopher Jan Kershaw told me about uh, blended salads or green smoothies. Blended and salads, I don't know, yeah. Uh, yeah, blended salad. And he was the originator of putting a raw egg in a blender with, with green vegetables. Christopher Jan Kershaw, look him up. So, um, Franco Colombo used to eat 22 raw eggs in a day, which I don't encourage people to do. I mean, that's an awful lot. But the smoothies, they are dynamite. 
That's a great recommendation to add some fruit, of course, some blueberries. Uh, I find, Fred, myself, that even just like a piece of a banana seems to really make everything taste great. So you don't really need even to add that much sugar to it because obviously fruit can be high in sugar. For some people that are trying to lose weight, they may want to keep their, uh, their, their, their carbs down, of course, you know. Um, but no, that's great because it is an easy way to jam pack a lot of nutrient dense foods into an easy, uh, you know, to go container that you can actually drink. You can make two meals, three meals, even actually, if you make enough of it, don't, don't you think Fred? Yeah. Well, see, you know, people that do that and they, they, they switch to that type of a where they're doing that a lot that they will lose some weight though. There's no two ways about it. Even if they put some fruit in it, remember that the, the, the fruit, a lot of people are under misapp- misapprehension about fruit. The fruit is going to stimulate the, uh, insulin like growth factors. A lot of people don't realize fruit actually stimulates insulin like growth factors in normal people. You don't have to worry about people who have cancer. A lot of people are so scared now because of all the information about fruit out there that if you have cancer, that it's not a good idea to eat fruit. That's not true. There's no science out there, none whatsoever, that shows that fruit is going to influence a person's uh, blood sugar if they have cancer. That's only if somebody's insulin resistant. If somebody's insulin resistant, that's a different story. When somebody's obese, overweight, and their receptors are not picking up the insulin because they're type 2 diabetics and they're insulin resistant. The body doesn't realize that and it keeps producing more insulin. So when it keeps producing more insulin, there's going to be more growth. And that includes cancer cells. So this okay. is a little, there's a little misinformation out there. Yeah, I wasn't sure. I thought fruit was something we should actually avoid in excess quantity because it was high in fructose. And fructose, of course, is, uh, I guess, the sugar that has been known to elevate triglycerides. For some reason, it... Uh, no, you know. no, yeah, that, that's true when you're eating a lot of processed food. But listen, when, it, when you eat, when you do this right, your triglycerides, are, normal range is 50 to 150. If you do this right, your triglycerides are going to be around a rock bottom, about 50. I don't recommend that people all pound the fruit, though, overeat on the fruit. <laughs> Fruit is very, remember some of the most powerful antioxidants are in the fruit too. So the sugars that are in fruit are coming along with all the companion nutrients, all the vitamins, and there are some minerals in fruit. So, and what happens, the fiber, that's, that passes through you pretty quickly. The, a plant-based diet is the, the healthy biological terrain of the human body. It's where the body functions the most. Don't forget, there's, there's vitamins there, uh, there's minerals in the fruit, and you got the fiber, you got the, 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 the sugars that you need. Remember, everything is converted to a sugar, so long you don't carry anything to an excess. Then, guys that want to be, you know, then you can incorporate the proteins in there, whatever sauce you want. If you want to eat, you know, some animal protein, of course, then I, I go to, I would encourage people to go to fish because fish. Fish, okay. Yeah, because you don't get the stimulating effects. If you get, a, say, 100 grams of protein from fish, you will not feel stimulated if you had got it from beef, but it doesn't mean that that the 100 grams of protein from fish is not going to promote growth and can, and keep you just as healthy as the other. There's not just there isn't as much stimulation. That's all. When you say stimulation, what do you mean specifically? Because you know I'm a big fan of eating grass-fed beef, uh, raw even actually, or even pan-seared. So, what type of stimulation are you referring to that that beef would provide over over fish? Well, when you're eating a piece of beef that comes out of a butcher store. You're getting the hormones, the agrochemicals, the pesticides. Oh, yeah, grain-fed, sure. Yeah, grain-fed. And, and you're getting the urea and the ammonia in small amounts. That's what stimulates you. Because your okay. own cells, the carbonic acid, right, is producing ammonia. 
and urea. You know, what, what you're passing off in your urine, what you're passing off the carbon, the carbon dioxide you're passing off in your sure. breath. So, um, there is a, I'm not knocking grass-fed beef. I told the people, some of the people come same, see me and say, Freddie, I want to have steak. I tell me grass-fed beef. They say, what about organic? I say, no, organic is grain-fed. Grass-fed is organic anyway if it's good gra- yes. grass-fed beef. Exactly, exactly. And, and, and grass-fed beef has less in it on a cellular level to get rid of. It has less. Gra- grass-fed beef, in some respects, is uh, might be better than eating, in some respects now, I don't want people to misquote me, it might be better than eating some kinds of fish, like shrimp and lobster. Grass-fed beef is better. Okay, that's good. So you, what you're saying basically is that, you know, um, mammals, basically like humans um, and, and cattle, both have um, a lymphatic system that basically is pumping out through their muscular musculature, uh, you know, toxic waste. And you're saying that basically, whenever you're eating an animal that's been slaughtered, that lymph, in a sense, which includes urea and um, you know, I guess carbonic acid, has been trapped in there. Is that correct? Am I understanding yeah, you correctly? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, Brian, so just think about it. Makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, no, it does. I understand. But just as blood is drained from a cuts of beef, in other words, when you get a slice of beef and you're about to eat it, there's not much blood left because it's drained out. Doesn't also these waste products, to some degree, they are liquid in nature. Don't some they, number them. one, drain out, and number two, um, become denatured or altered when they're heated to some degree, or not really? Mm, well, well, some of them does drain out, but when you, when you heat them, it could be it could actually make it worse. Just let's take a look at the Maasai, the Maasai warriors, right? You know, you're familiar yeah, with the Maasai, of course, of course. You know how they, they live, blood. right? They okay, blood, they yeah. live on milk and, and they tap into the neck of the animals and drink the blood out of the neck of the animals. That's now, right. Got to look at the whole picture. The Maasai are fabulous physical specimens. Okay, they're, what they're getting is clean. All these animals, they're not domesticated. They're living in a clean environment. The air is clean. Whatever else they're eating, whatever they gather is all clean. So if you understand the concept of what you leave out, you could see you could eat you can eat some pretty bad stuff and still still be a superbly healthy person if you understand <laughs> what you have to leave out. And you understand the basis of a of a, a plant based diet. Because it's yeah. it's got got a lot of water in it. It's got a lot of fiber in it. So it's like having a, an eraser and you make a mistake, you put it on a blackboard, you can erase it. So you look at all these indigenous people that were healthy. There was a big difference in their diet. Some of them were hunter-gatherers. You look at the aborigines. They ate grubs. Grubs are little white fat worms. They're probably better than eating a, a chicken you could buy in a supermarket because it's very high in protein. They ate it in small amounts. And what happened is that it was 100% clean. It was 90% protein. Sure, so, And sure. they were leaving out all, all this processed food. Yeah, Fred, that's one thing you're a big fan of, of course, is leaving out processed food. So anything, with more, than, anything with more than five or six ingredients, if it's not something you understand, you probably shouldn't be eating it. But let me ask you, what do you think about other more commonly consumed items like grains and coffee? A lot of people here love coffee as an example. I mean, what's your opinion on that? Well, uh, I mean, if, if based on the concept of what you, if you're leaving out all the processed food and you need a cup of coffee, then I don't encourage people to drink coffee because of the caffeine. Plus, there's also theobromine in, in, in these type of things. It's not only in cocoa, it's in coffee. And theobromine is pretty well, theobromine is another Caffeine is a methylxanthine and theobromine is another methylxanthine with a different, I guess, half-life in a sense, right? So they're both stimulants. 
Right. Um, but, and also, they're both pesticides. I mean, one thing people get achy about is that a lot of these resveratrol is a pesticide. Just so you know, this longevity nutrient that's found in red wine is actually uh, originated in plants as a way of controlling insects. So caffeine and theobromine are also pesticides. Is that not correct? That's true, but don't forget, they're still stimulants. For every amount of stimulation yeah. in your life, there's going to be a certain amount of depression someplace along the way. There's a lot of stuff that I tried... That when you first try it, oh my God, you feel um, you're higher than a giraffe's toupee. I'm talking about natural stuff. Then you would tr- go for, use it for three, four, five days. Then you stop it ab- abruptly, and then you see an equal amount of depression. See, that's what that's what happens when people uh, clean up their diet completely. Whether you eat animal protein or not, you, if you clean your diet up completely to that level, there's a certain amount of depression there. But and people think it's certain uh, that it's. Um, they're going through some kind of a deficiency or the basic addiction in life is feeling good. They don't want to go through that. So they go right back to what they're doing. Yeah. Great point. Great point. What, now, what's your opinion on grains like brown rice, oats, quinoa, camut? Uh, I, I, listen, if you take a look at my book, My Intermediate Level Diet, the way I put the grains in there, it's very, it, it's, you know, it works very, very well. I always put it in there with the plant-based diet. Before somebody eats a bowl of brown rice, if they want to have some legumes, they're having preferably a juice if it's available, a salad, some cooked vegetables, and then they have the grains. The impact, because they're having the vegetables in there, right? And they're having the water plum foods in there. And then they have the grains. Then the impact is totally different if they're, than if they're eating just a grain-based diet. Eating a grain-based diet, they're complex carbohydrates. There's a lot of starches in there. A lot yeah. of people, what happens, especially if you, you've tried a raw diet and you go back to that, it'll clog you up to a degree. Remember, when you're going in the direction to getting healthy and you're bouncing back and forth, bouncing back and forth is a real problem. I've seen it over the years. I encourage people to pick a, pick a lifestyle that they can live with. Make sure it's clean and leave out the processed food and they're going to be healthy. It might take them a little bit of time, a month or two to be healthy, but they'll be healthy. No, that's great, Fred. You know, one more thing I wanted to ask you as we wrap up here is uh, what's your opinion on soy? We have a lot of controversy with Gary Null on the show recommending soy and then Dr. Dana Hauser, who's our resident expert, saying that soy is not healthy. And I'm kind of wondering if you want to weigh in on soy, the soy controversy. Well, I... I'm not a big fan of soy because I've seen too many people have problems with them. And uh, don't forget, I've been observing this scene now for over 60 years, and that's what I go by. I don't go by double-blind studies because double-blind studies are very, very misleading. They can be controlled. What I did over the last um, 50 years, I've probably seen 25, 30,000 people, and I see what works and don't work. I don't like soy, to be perfectly honest with you. Because uh, now I, I think in the context of a, a clean diet, some people eat a small amount of soy. Uh, is it going to kill them? No. But soy contains isoflavones and two of them are genazine and diazine. And uh, they're, uh, they're not something I would want to give to, a, a, you know, a, a soy form. I would not want to give to a little infant boy because the, uh, the answer would be very, very obvious. And that's getting to be, that's starting to become a fact now. So, um, and soy, a lot of people go to soy because it's high in protein. Um, but uh, there's so many other ways to get your protein. If you want to go to a, a plant-based diet where you just, you don't want to, you want to avoid the animal protein. So you really don't need the soy. I've seen too many people have problems with soy. For instance, I saw a woman come to see me that was uh, 60 years old 
And somebody told her to start eating a lot of soy. And in about three weeks, she started to, started to bleed. Now, she wasn't ovulating, but she definitely was bleeding. So I told her, I, I think that's a mistake. And she stopped. And it took, uh, I don't remember, two or three weeks for her to stop. So I'm not a big fan of soy. I mean, there are, there are plenty of people out there with different me, but I don't encourage people to eat soy. And if they have to eat it, it should be fermented. Fermented, like seitan, is that what it's called? I think, yeah, you're right. Fermented foods yeah. in general, I think, right? Sauerkraut, uh, yogurt, maybe, uh, you know, a grass-fed, uh, unpasteurized yogurt as an example, and even uh, fermented soy. These are actually healthy foods. Am, am I correct? Yeah, well, fermented, for a lot of people that are into raw food, like eating a lot of vegan or raw food diets, uh, say f- uh, uh, um, fermented foods are rotten. They're not really va- rotten. That's totally different than having fermentation in your stomach. I do enjoy some uh, raw sauerkraut and some kimchi and things like that. And um, I don't really see anything wrong with it. Uh, you know, I o- but I always go by the individual. You know, I, I take each person as an individual. I don't try to clone people. I don't try to make people do something because I have a specific philosophy I'm trying to put them into. But a lot of people come to see me. They say, Freddie, uh, you know, I want to be a vegan or I don't want to be a vegan. I want to eat some animal protein. And I showed them how to do it and to be healthy, and it works. I'm very, very um, confident that the intermediate-level diet done correctly, taking everything into consideration is really a great way to go. There's a lot of factors that we haven't discussed. When you're on a real radical diet like the way I am, there's a certain amount of dangers and risk if I have an accident. You know, a lot of people just know to wear it at, you know, but uh, certain types of... uh, um, treatment, I, I, my body won't handle. So I, I'm aware of that, and I, words, didn't know, I didn't know. I didn't know that words, when I first started doing this many years ago. But now I know. In other words, what you're saying is like Jack Lane had an accident and he got the wrong treatment and ended up dying. You're saying someone like yourself also, who's very sensitive now, I think in a sense, right, might be more, um, I guess, not able to handle the the prescriptions that doctors would write to you in an ER, an emergency room or something like that. Is that what you're, is that what you're referring to? Well, the real problem for me would be the general anesthesia, you know what I mean? So I'm oh, anesthesia, of, of course, course. yeah, yeah. Because I, I had a very bad experience 30 years ago. You see, a lot of this stuff, I really, I really don't, talk to people about because it could be frightening and discourage people from doing certain things. My, uh, what I, what I try to develop a much, a non-dogmatic, very broad approach to helping people get healthy. Not dogmatic. I'm not in any one camp, as you probably realize by now. Yes, I do. I've done the most radical things myself. I don't think anybody's been more radical than me. The only reason (laughs) I did is because I want to find out what the other parameters, what a person could really do. Yeah. That's the reason. I mean, when I started out, I wasn't a sick guy. All my brother says, what are you, crazy? What are you doing this for? You're one of the healthiest guys I ever met because I was searching for the truth. I always had a scientific curiosity to see what the outer limits of what we could really do. Don't forget, I studied different indigenous people. I looked at, try to look at everybody I possibly could. I still do it. I'm yeah, still no, that's doing. a great point, Fred. It's a great point. You know, Fred, one thing you said last week too that really struck home with me, and I recommend this for even for that guy that was talking about being on HRT, is that um, the one big thing I got from talking to you last week off the air was that you don't want to end up with the last 10 years of your life in the prison of an old age home because having somebody else wipe your ass, uh, having your toenails, like just, I mean, because my father's in there right now, and I got to tell you, it's a horrible way to exist 
where you know you have to become a burden on somebody else in an old age home for 10 years and you can't really take care of yourself and so I think you're right that really with the, the, the bottom line here is that that's like a prison sentence you'd rather have a higher quality of life of course um, and it's probably priceless I mean all the muscles in the world if you if you got an old age home for 10 years I don't care how big you are it's a horrible way to exist and that's one thing you mentioned to me Fred that was really critical oh. as to why it's so important to take care of yourself so you can really maximize your longevity but also your, your function into your old age, right? Well, listen, Brian. I, 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 t- I, you know, I told you what happened. Just I, yes, you I did. Spent with your a brother. lot of time right. going to visit people in the nursing home, and what the guy, one of the guy people I went to visit in the nursing home was my own brother. He was eighty-five years old, and they didn't come much stronger and bigger than that guy. I told you what yeah. he was like. He was he naturally did, yeah. a gorilla. So um, he never want he, you know, he didn't want to end up in a place like that. So. You know, I this other this gentleman that said that he'd rather you know die a skinny guy. Well, he doesn't know what is you know everybody. It's not like turning off a light switch. A lot of people linger for ten years or fifteen years, like your dad is doing, like my brother did, and it's exactly. not a good way to go. It's a horrible, no. horrible situation. So uh, I seen I seen plenty of cases like that. So the key is not even so much how long we live; it's the quality of life we have while we're alive. That's the key. To be 80 or 90, to be able to, you know, to dance a little bit or go for a nice walk. Not to deadlift 600 pounds, 650 pounds, because that's probably not going to happen. But to be able to dance and laugh and have your, all your marbles, have your full faculties, and be able to, you know, engage in a nice stimulating conversation like me and you are having, this is exciting to me. <laughs> and I'm hoping to be able to do this, you know, years to come. Now, yeah. I don't know. We're not, guaranteed, we're not guaranteed tomorrow, but the key is we got to strive for a quality of life. Physical exercise, eating a plant-based diet, eating the right kind of proteins, eating, getting the chemicals out of your system. And we don't want to have high blood pressure, elevated cholesterol, have joint pain. We don't want to have all these problems, and they're avoidable. The only thing is we got to make the right choices. We got to bite the bullet, and does that mean... That you have to be a skinny, look like a pipe cleaner? Of course not. That's not true at all. I know plenty of guys that are really superbly healthy guys in their 70s that have got fabulous builds with abdominals like six-packs. I know a guy I meet down the beach when I'm running. He's in his 70s. you got to see this guy. Now, I'm not saying he's got 19-inch arms. But this guy, when he, when he rides by on his bike or runs by or comes out of the ocean swimming when they're having a triathlon... Everybody takes a good look at him. Frank is pretty well put together. He's got muscles on him that, you know, that uh, Steve Reeves would have took a second look at. Yeah, so yeah. This is, you know, you can't have a preconception, a preconception of what's going to happen in a certain experience when you never had no experience in that area. Yeah, great point. Exactly. So what I encourage people to do, just, you know, get yourself on some kind of a healthy journey here. I'm not saying you should go out in the backyard and start living off the lawn like a goat. I'm not saying that at all. <laughs> no, that's great, Fred. Listen, we got to wrap it up here. Just uh, if anyone wants more information on Fred, you can get his book. You can get, he's got some great products. His enzyme and his probiotics are, are phenomenal. I did check them out. Uh, the website is www.anydoubtleaveitout. That's anydoubtleaveitout.com. Uh, Fred, do you have a number in case anybody wants to call you or is it going to get you on the website? Is that, is that good enough? Yeah, they get, get me on. Go to the website. There's a number they can call and they'll, they'll reach Rory. 
Okay, great. That sounds great. Once again, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Uh, this is Brian Cunningham, your host for Quantum Physiques. Stay tuned next week for another exciting show. Quantum Physiques with Brian Cunningham is dedicated to harnessing the power of the holy grail of health, fitness, lifestyle, and success. And you'll hear Quantum Physiques every Wednesday evening only on RX100.